Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Joe Musgrove's out a few weeks. He dropped the weight on his foot. I'm not going to laugh about it, but when you have a greasy ear like that, sometimes, you know, you can't hold on to things. Oh, and, and this a I, kettlebell, too. That's got to hurt more than a regular it's weight. It's got to be painful, and he can't do anything for a couple of weeks. So that's a little blow for the Padres. And Gavin Lux of the Dodgers is out for the year with a torn ACL, which is just awful. An awful injury for him. And, and that's a reminder for Met fans and Yankee fans. If you watch spring training, I know the Mets were on TV this afternoon. The Yankees were on TV last night. Uh, I flipped to it very briefly. And then I remembered I care more about Nick Celtics. And I went right back. <laughs> but the truth is with these spring training games, when you hear this story about Joe Musgrove, this story about Gavin Lux, get through spring training healthy. Chapman. Get there alive. Yeah, rolled his chap and mentioned this yesterday. Slipped and fell at his own home and, like, caught a tooth and, like, had a bloody what? lip. And nobody believes the story. Nobody believes it, but on top of that, every year we do these stories in spring training, why does it seem like baseball players manage to get hurt in the dumbest ways? Like, none of us fall on our house and chip our tooth, or it's like they're cartoon characters. They fall through glass tables or it whatever. It feels like we're klutzes, baseball players. And yeah. I say we, because of course I play baseball every Sunday, so I feel like one of them. But yeah, we're klutzes. That's basically what it comes it down to. no sense. Yeah, it's it's scary, man. You're a Met fan. You're checking the Twitter feed. You're like, I just don't want to hear that somebody got hurt. Same with the Yankees. And I read that the Yankees were playing the Rays today in a spring training game. And the Rays now train in Orlando at Disney. And the pitch clock doesn't exist there. Like, they don't have a system well, for the pitch clock. Remember, they got moved from their normal spring training place because of the hurricane. No, That's, no, I get yeah. that. But they don't have a pitch clock. They can't put a clock up right. just so that these guys can get ready. Crazy to me. So there's your baseball update. Because outside of that, there's not much going on. Well, Glass now out eight weeks. Big I did deal. see that. Yes. That's a big one for Tampa Bay. Tyler Glass now, who's barely pitched over the last five, six years. He's looked great when he has. But, yeah, he's going to miss a significant well, amount of time. Was somebody the Rays were counting on this year in that division. No so. doubt. No doubt. Now, I saw this story this morning. And we have to be very, very careful. Because when we give you guys information, you want to trust us. You don't want to. We don't want to dupe you. Because if we're duped, then you're duped. So I am very, very careful because there have been times, Craig and I will admit, Lugie, it's happened to many times, more so than me, uh, we have been ball-sacked. Ball-sacked sports, which is like this creation of kind of fake but funny sports stories where they seem just real enough to fool you, yeah, but they're not real. Like, so like, you got to be careful with this. Like Kelvin Benjamin stealing all the cafeteria food, and that's why he got yeah. caught. Yeah, things like that. And sometimes they're meaningless enough where you're like, oh, yeah, it's funny. I, I can't wait to bring that up. So I read a story this morning, and I fact-checked this nine times because I said this cannot be real. Like, it's funny. I'm laughing at it, but it cannot be real. And it came from a gossip site that says Tom Brady 
is pushing back the start of his TV career until the fall of 2024 because Tom Brady wants to begin a career in stand-up comedy. Okay? Uh, This is what I'm reading from Radar Online. And while Brady has no stand-up comedy experience, he did star in the sports comedy movie 80 for Brady with Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin, Sally Field, and Rita Moreno. RadarOnline.com says that when Fonda, Tomlin, and Moreno began showing praise to Brady, it gave him the confidence to make the jump into comedy. Quote, the ladies were super nice to him, and he did a nice job reading professionally written material in a small part. But he'll be playing in a whole different league if he takes the stand-up stage, an insider explains. Now, gives us a scouting report on Tom's humor. He does a great impersonation of Rob Gronkowski, and he's got a really funny, over-the-top Boston accent that he can also do. So basically, he's Geo doing Beningo. You stick to, <laughs> you stick to what's around you. I, I, I'm reading this again, and it's Radar Online. Like, they're a somewhat reputable gossip site. Like, it's not a, a fictitious site. Put it that way. Okay. Not all gossip is true, Sean. I acknowledge that. Sure. But it was published with him thinking he can be a stand-up comedian because Jane Fonda laughed at one of the lines he read in 80 for Brady. I can't get enough of this. I haven't seen 80 for Brady. Remember, he was also in Ted 2 briefly. Yes, I think he was. And it, it was kind of I funny. saw Ted 2, so I, I'm trying to remember his he role. He gets out of bed, and they were trying to steal his sperm. Excuse me? Yeah. Is that what was going on? Yes. I forgot that one. Yeah. <laughs> Tried to say that scientifically. <laughs> uh, yes. That was, uh, yeah, again, not suitable for kids' movie, but yeah, despite the teddy bear. But But the thing is, like, in a movie, there's a line written for you, and then that's it. Like you're not, but, you're not stand. Listen, I don't know if you know this, Sean. I've got stand-up experience. I went I'm up and did a minute at the Carton Roberts comedy routine, and while I may have been funny for a minute and a half, it was a minute and a half, and I'm done. It's a lot to have the stage half hour, forty five minutes. No, I've thought about it in the past, and ultimately I realize I have to know my limits. That yes. is not something you know. I've done roasts of friends and stuff like that, but shouldn't we kind of be rooting for this? Why? So it means he doesn't come back. Well, two, well, three things. A, <laughs> go ahead. He doesn't come back and play. B, w- we go one of two paths with Brady here. The first one being, he is horrendous on stage, and we get to watch Tom Brady suck at something. That is true. And be extremely uncomfortable, and to the point you're like, ooh, he's bombing. Yes. And we we didn't truly get to experience that in his playing career. You're right. So if you witness Brady bomb on stage and instead of comedian, knowing that was like his next endeavor in life. Oh, that is so sweet. You're right, because when I kept reading this over and over again and figuring this can't be true, this can't be true, I started thinking to myself, I hope it's true. And it was really for the second reason, which is he's going to suck, and it's going to be so funny. Like Tom Brady trying to be funny and not being funny is going to be the most hilarious thing in the world. Oh, watching him be mortal at something, it's great. And by the way, I've seen some of his TikToks, all those stupid videos he's tried to tweet out. He's never fun. No, he's not funny. he rented the bike in New York City next year, and ooh, ringing the bell. So I read this this morning. Now, Lugie does it. I don't give you enough compliments, and I want to give you one here. And this is not backhanded. You're a very good producer. You've really learned over the last few years. You find out what's going on. You have tried to figure out this story, too. Is this true? Is I, Radar Online not true? Like, tell me what the hell's going on. I don't know if here. that's not true or not, but I know TMZ said basically he's not pursuing a uh, comedic, uh, you know, another oh. afterlife here, but he's going. Oh, but, 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 
but see my ass. he's interested in doing a roast on Netflix where he is the center of the roast. But that could be the start. Maybe he's he gets around those people, he gets a little feel of whether yeah. he'd be comfortable doing that. Right, because when you get roasted, you also get to roast the dais afterwards yeah. so you could try out some comedy. And then, by the way, if you get... This is perfect by Brady because we've all watched these roasts, I'm sure. Somebody, everybody out there has seen a roast one oh, time or another. Yeah, and they're great, most of them. If you get roasted, first of all, it's a little... you got to sit there and take the jokes and everything. Yeah, yeah. But when you get up there to do the roasting back, even if you stink, well, it's just you're right. Everybody just killed you. So if you stink afterwards, you're like, wow, I really can't go up there on my own and do stage work. Nobody's going to crush you for stinking Yeah, it's a way to do a test run without yeah. doing a test but run. But if you kill it, yeah. then you're like, I could do this. Yeah, I. so the roast thing is a fine idea. I'm not going to mock that. Like, I, I'd, I'd watch a roast of Tom Brady because— You know Peyton Manning's doing a, it. A lot, yeah, of course. A lot of the jokes I'll laugh at and we'll celebrate. You'll love it as a Giant fan. I mean, I'm sure you'll yeah. get a lot of the uh, you can't beat Eli Manning jokes. Oh, no doubt. So the roast is a good idea that I would admit I'd be a sucker for and I'd watch— but you're probably right. I bet you now the Radar Online story is 100% true, and this is his, like, test run. Smart. Yeah. It's a smart PR move. And by the way, don't you think the stand-up comedy thing, another reason it could be true, it's just extending the Peyton Manning rivalry a little bit. Like, Peyton now is known as the funny guy. He does all the commercials, does all of that. How do you want up Peyton Manning being the funny guy in commercials? You become TV? a stand-up comedian. You become a stand-up comedian. I'm trying to remember both Tom Brady and Peyton Manning hosted SNL. Like, they've all done it. Yeah. Who was the funnier one when they hosted SNL? I don't remember. I don't remember I don't Tom remember, Brady being funny at all. I remember both of them doing SNL, and I couldn't tell you one skit. It's like, ironically, only the Eli Manning stuff sticks out. The Derek Jeter one sticks out of me, actually. Remember when Jeter hosted it? I do, but I, I couldn't remember one skit. I only re- The only thing I remember from the Jeter hosting was it was Weekend Update. And the guy just insulted Jeter. That was his joke. He's like, let me tell you something, Jeter. You suck. <laughs> and it's just, okay. I don't know why it made me laugh so much. Okay. Over well, and over again. Let me let me ask you both a question because you both said it. Why must Tom Brady suck at something? Why? I hate Derek Jeter. If he sucked at pickleball with Evan, that doesn't take the place that he stuck it to the Mets. No, 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 no. When no. are you going to get over it? Tom Brady could just be perfect. Why can't he just because be the perfect nobody specimen? nobody is perfect. Nobody's and perfect. Everybody, I suck at dieting. You used to suck at producing, apparently. <laughs> well, some would say I still do. But hold on a second. He Evan went through a sucks very... at not spitting. We all suck at something. He went through a very public divorce. Isn't that enough? Do we have to drag this poor guy's uh, name through the People mud? get divorced every but, day. He went through a public so divorce. So you want the guy to go up there? You want to marry a supermodel hold to get on. divorced? Guess what? It's public. You need Tom Brady to go up there and tell horrible dad jokes so you can throw you know, grapes and tomatoes at him? Who First cares? All, my team has beaten him. So you shouldn't feel this way, Sean. Much like us Giant fans, Evan has this hatred for Brady. No, no, it's human nature. Yeah, and if somebody's the perfect pretty boy, you want him to suck. I'm also not forcing him to be a stand-up comedian. If that's what he wants to do, he should go do it, and I'm going to enjoy him failing. What's wrong with that? Because you know he's going to suck at it, which we don't 100% know that. I'm sure someone's going to write his jokes as long as he works on the timing. Hold on, there is a huge. I'm going to give you an example, and this shows my presidential geekdom, but I admit it. When George W. Bush went back for his portrait unveiling, President Obama had him there. Who you and spit George, on, by the way, today was George I, W. Bush. I spit on you, Mr. President. I apologize. And George W. Bush, who's, you know, moderately funny, I guess, had material written for him that if anyone else is saying, you'd say, it's not that funny. But because it was a president, it was hilarious. It was just, oh, my God, I can't believe it. It's a, the White House correspondents did the same thing. I remember one time, Obama, too. They make these jokes that are average at best, but because they're the president and we don't expect them to be funny, it's like that's the funniest thing ever. Well, also, they got, they're got they able they have their finger on a very important button, Evan. You better laugh at all their jokes. So we're all, we all feel yes. pressure to laugh. Exactly. <laughs>
<laughs> but my Long Island is, get wiped off that map real quick. When <laughs> someone is not expected to be funny, I admit this for myself. I do not think I'm a funny guy. I try to own who I am. When I went I can on say that we stage, all agree in this room. See, there you go. When I went on that stage, Lugie was there. I think the laughs I got were just, oh my God, Evan said something moderately funny, hmm. so it felt even more hilarious. So when the bar is lowered, then you appreciate it more. Yes! Like the Knicks winning a first-round series and treating it like a championship. Why are you, why are you doing that? It just all ties in. It's the theme of the day. <laughs> why are you doing that? It's the theme of the day. I hope Tom decides to become a stand-up comedian. I wish you all the best, Tom Brady. I'm rooting for you. Now, my question also, I hate to continue the stand-up comedian thing, is Brady already big enough that he's like Bill Burr-like? He's going to sell at the Gardeners. He's got to start at like the cellar. That's a great question. Does Br- I think for his first show, he would do really well because there'd be a curiosity factor. Like if Tom Brady was doing a big arena and it was his first stand-up act, there's a chance I buy a ticket. I have to admit, there's a chance. Wow. I say, you know what? I'm going to go first round to heckle him. Like, he'd, I'm ha- in. he'd have to do TD, TD Garden or something. Sell to your fan base. You got to go to Boston. Go yeah, to yeah. Boston. Let them go. Act like you're the funniest person in the world. Make it an HBO special. Next thing you know, now you got a worldwide tour. Bam. But after the first day of Tom Brady making jokes, it's old. It ain't. F- now you got to be funny. At some point, you got to graduate. That's why I was never going to be a stand-up comedian. Because after my minute and a half of making jokes about my sex life and Giannotti, I was done. I had nothing else. But having comedians need to be funny again a year later. I mean, they're going to hit all their towns. It's not like we're watching them every night like the Real Housewives in New Jersey. You know what I mean? You go see them, especially you forget about it. I mean, Tom Brady's not going to Tallahassee every, you know, month for a comedy show. Yeah, he's not working the Catskills and the Poconos. Hold on, but I mean, George Carlin used to do that. Dice is done. The real comedians won't respect Brady. This guy won the life lottery. You think he's going to go to small town America? He Listen, should. He's not married. He clearly doesn't want to hang out with his kids. He's done with football. Right. The guy needs something to do. It's, so the something to do is doing stand-up at the Catskills on a Saturday night. He million waiting for him at Fox. Let him do that. Sometimes money doesn't give you happiness, Rosie. That's right. Yeah. Was, you never know, man. Small act at Mohegan. We'll give that for you. <laughs> right. Tim is in Northport, Connecticut. What's up, Tim? Hello, Timmy. Tim going once. Tim is gone. Instead, we'll go to Carrie in North Salem. What's up, Carrie? Hey, guys. So nice to talk to you. Evan, first time in a very long time. I really missed you and Joe in the middays. But, uh, Sean, you're doing a nice job. Thank you, Kevin. I'm happy for your success, Evan, even if uh, Craig is a complete fraud. But anyway. Nice. Jeez. (laughs) I I just want to say I want absolutely nothing to do with Aaron Rodgers. Why? I would rather go 0-17 because he's a complete fraud. Fraud. You'd rather go Owen seventeen. Well, that doesn't even make any sense. Like, why? Why would you rather <laughs> lose every game and suck than have Aaron Rodgers? Is it personal? Did he insult you too? Like he insulted Sean? No, he didn't insult me. I've never met the man. I just think he's not a particularly good role model for the area. And oh. I've spoken to a bunch of people who are friends. I've been. I'm not a spring chicken. I'm 63. I remember going to a game at Chase Stadium. Listen, no offense. I'm glad you went to games at Chase Stadium and had a great time. (laughs) I am not bringing in a quarterback to be a role model. I'm sorry. I'm not bringing in a shortstop to be a role model. I'm not bringing a starting pitcher in to be a role model. I'm bringing someone in to win. So whatever Aaron Rodgers said, that offended you. And, And listen, man, everybody listening right now, 
If I went through things and opinions Aaron Rodgers have, or any human has, there'll be some things you disagree with. There'll be some things you disagree with me about. <laughs> Who cares? I'm doing a talk show talking to you. You don't have to agree with my opinion on the birth of civilization. You don't have to agree with my opinion on space aliens. Why would you? Some guy tweeted at me a few weeks ago and says, Evan, I can't listen anymore. I heard what you said about aliens. I'm done with you. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? Because you disagree with the crazy views I have? Who cares? I'm a good guy. Cut me open. I'm a decent human. Same thing with Aaron Rodgers. It doesn't matter what he thinks about stuff. Yeah, I well, that I agree with. My point is I just don't think he'd survive New York, but I think Carrie's a little bit of a fraud, too. Two reasons. Number one, you know who else would love to go and own 17 in that spot? The Packers, because they'd probably have the first overall pick <laughs> the next year. Number two. Look, I don't mean to turn the show anymore, but, but when you're 63, I got to think the psychological clock starts ticking on when the uh, when the big wooden box comes what? here. What? Do you want to go through an 0-17 season? It's been 54 years since you saw a championship. I would think 63-year-olds and older would be the most in on Aaron Rodgers. I, I agree. We're, click, we're ticking away here. Joe B is months away from 70. He wants Aaron Rodgers. Of course he does, yeah. because the goal is the same, which is to win. But we cannot get bogged down. And everybody does. Not everybody. That's not That's not true. A lot of people do this now, and I don't know why. I don't know when it changed. We get so bothered by opinions that people have and say, I can't root for him. Really? Really? Come on. He's the quarterback. I just want him to complete 38 passes. I don't need yeah. to agree with him on the world. And I'm not suggesting I do, by the way. And by the way, unfortunately, Aaron Rodgers has been very outspoken about this. There's 53 guys on a football team. I got news for you. There are other people on the Jets, the Giants, whoever, who think a lot of the same things Aaron Rodgers does. We just don't hear them once a week telling them to us. Yeah, that's and, right. and you root for them already, and you don't even know it. Yeah, look, I mean, I, I think that sometimes people want athletes to not talk at all, and I think that's ridiculous. You can have your opinion. But that really bothered me two weeks ago when that guy tweeted at me that. He said, I've been listening to you for a long time, but, man, you, went, you crossed the line with what you said about the aliens. Everybody has a line. Everybody has a line, Evan. And I said, really? That was it. That was the moment. Are you a believer or not? I missed this. I'd rather not get into it again. Well, you've already crossed the line. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> Give me one wink if you believe. Of course there are space aliens, Sean. What are, are. We talking about? Of course there are. And by the way, why does everybody think they're going to come down, destroy our planet, and take us? Maybe they're just nice people who like their own version of sports up there and they want to hang out. Well, look, there's a lot of theories I have on this. I'll just give you one simple one that I think we could all agree on. If they've got the technology to be here watching us, studying us, doing all those things. They could destroy us whenever the hell they want. If they haven't destroyed us yet, that means that they're probably not going to destroy us. No. Maybe they just want to experiment on you. Maybe they just want to check out and see what makes you tick. Who the hell knows? Or maybe they're studying whether the new XFL rules make sense to go to their NFL. Yeah, by the way, what'd you think of that? That going for one, going for two, going like for it. three? I like it. And I like the onside kick rule. I Again, just like the pitch clock... You're 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 trying to fight it just to fight it if you don't like it. Yeah, it's it's interesting, and we'll get to it in a few minutes. I want to bring it up and have a longer discussion on it because the NFL's thinking about it. The NFL competition committee is actually meeting this week, and they're going to talk about some new possibilities for rules. Some of which are boring, some of which are interesting. And one of the things they're looking at is fourth and fifteen. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. Let's go to uh, oh Dan in New Jersey. Hello, Dan. Hey guys, look, I got to agree that uh, showing somebody who you never met before an inappropriate photograph, is an excellent barometer for whether or not they're a decent human being. Let me explain why. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I had dance. I was, I, was I was at Mike Frances' summer send-off a couple years ago, and this going? <laughs> some poor slump had soiled himself. 
I, I get a photograph of it, obviously. And at, at, towards the end of the thing, I get to meet Al Dukes. I don't know what to do with the silence. I sure. pull out my phone. I show Al a picture of this poor guy. Does Al judge me? Does he treat me like some sort of moot? No. Me and Al laugh about it. We try to find the poor guy. <laughs> Doesn't that say more about Al Dukes than it would say about Aaron no, Rodgers? he's a great no. guy for New York. That Al Dukes is a great guy for New York. Yeah. Well, I, look, Al's a friendly guy, <laughs> and Al probably saw show material from it. So he followed the guy <laughs> and said, I got a 625 spot for Boomer and Geo. He's always thinking about the show. It's one of those things that Al does have over Lugie. Al's yeah. always thinking about the show. Lugie thinks about it in certain hours. But <laughs> what do you want Aaron Rodgers to do? Here comes this slightly... Oh, wait, Al ain't throwing for 4,000 yards. There's also a big difference He's here. certainly not. Their, their views may be the same, though. Sean is a slightly overweight weirdly shaped head individual with like a weird 12-year-old face. Have that's you ever gotten the, that before? That's the nicest thing anybody has said to me. In you're welcome. So that man, I want you to envision him in case you're not watching on SNY. So imagine, slightly overweight, slightly. Some people remind, say I look like the guess who guy with the beard. No, no, here's who you look like, all, all right? right? You look like, what was this called again? The Cabbage Patch Kid? The Cabbage kid? Patch Kid. If you take, oh no, the bald one over there. Hold I on, see me... it with the Yankee jersey uh, on. Do you want me to grab it yeah, and show grab it? it so I can show it to SNY. I mean, I think we How about you, want me to, you want me to put it right next to yeah, my face? Put it right next to your head. All right, so Sean is holding up the Cabbage Patch Bowl. <laughs> Watch the video. <laughs> they look identical. I can't tell the difference. Hello. It's the Cabbage Patch Kid from like the 80s. And Sean Morash, they got the exact same face. It's uncanny. So he looks like that. Hello. By Very the way, nice. this is the reason I grew my goatee was because I had two kids that looked exactly like this, <laughs> bald, <laughs> and it was horrible for them. So I had to distinguish myself a little bit. I totally get it. So imagine that the Cabbage Patch Kid comes over to you at a bar and says, hey, sir, I'd like to show you a naked picture of myself. Like, well, what do you think the dude's going to do? I wasn't naked. You were mostly naked. Dude, the whole payoff was he made me have to face that humiliation. Do you think he heard that, or do you think all he saw was you? Uh, no. He should have heard it, because before I even turned the camera to him, I explained the scenario. But, and again, if he was just in his own world, private booth, or whatever, he's mingling with a ton of people. And he sees I'm not some kind of cast-off. I'm with people that he you know, knew. Here's what's funny. And it's, it's a different story, but maybe it's similar. So, I had a run-in. With Alex Rodriguez. Name drop. I did. I did. It's my only name drop I got, all right? Did you get the lemon chicken? <laughs> You're very good. So I was in the Yankee locker room, Yankees Orioles, and I was set up. I'll be perfectly honest with you. There were a few longtime Yankee employees, and I'll name names. I don't care. They know what they did. Michael Kay and Sweeney Murdy, they set me up. They said, hey, Evan, oh, yeah. you should go over and introduce yourself to Alex. He's a really good guy. You should go over and introduce yourself. And when they say Alex, that means you're in. Oh, they, they, they kind of figured and I think it was Sweeney, I think it was Sweeney, who said, you should just tell him you're on before Mike and the Mad Dog. Because he loves Mike and the Mad Dog. So I'm like, great, I'm in. So I go over to Alex. It's kind of confused. What should I call him? Should I call him A-Rod? Should I call him Alex? Mr. Rodriguez. Do I go Mr. Rodriguez? And I forget exactly what I did. I think I said A-Rod. I said, hey, A-Rod, uh, just wanted to introduce myself. My name is Evan. I'm on right before Mike and the Mad Dog. Because he knows Mike and the Mad Dog. He would not look up from his phone. He was fully engaged. He's like, yeah, hi. Like, real douche and a half. And I was embarrassed. Could have been fight what? with Madonna at the time. Who it could have been anything. But guess what? A year later, he opted out of his contract. 
And guess who, as a Met fan, still wanted him in Flushing, Queens? You. Me. So I didn't take my personal meeting with him and hold that against him and say, I can't sign. And then years later, he comes on with Joe and I because he thought Kim Jones was on. <laughs> gave us four minutes and said, I'm sorry, I have to make a flight and got the hell out of town. So A-Rod has kind of douchified me twice, and yet... I got no regrets. I would have wanted him in 01. I would have wanted him in 08. Same thing. Well, can I also make a confession? I think that's fine. If the Giants were in the Jets situation, I, like you, as a diehard fan, so desperate, you know, all the circumstances the same, even if Rodgers been a jerk to me, would be selling myself on this. I really would be. So you, why are you then disagreeing because, because I'm taking my heart out of it, and I'm looking at this more fairly and objectively and not in a panic mode. I'm trying to warn you that you were going to be in disarray and heartbreak in the next two years and going, damn it, we should have signed Derek Carr. So you're just trying to be nice to me. You're trying to be nice to Jet fans. You're looking out for Jet fans, knowing because that. Because if I was you guys, I would feel the same way. Well, of course. Because he gets them the It's best part of being a fan. It's Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. But the reality is it's not Aaron Rodgers. Deborah is up in beautiful Buffalo. What's up, Deborah? Hi. Hey. How you doing today? We're doing great. How are you? Great, great. Listen, I got another take on the Brady thing. Um, uh, by, by the way, I love your accent's like such a Minnesota accent. Have you ever been in oh, Minnesota? Wow. <laughs> New Jersey. Really? What? New yes. Jersey just got the you bet your voice? Wow. Uh yeah. Yeah, uh coffee dog. Did yeah. you watch a lot of Fargo <laughs> as a kid or something like that? And that maybe kind of brought the accent on you because it's crazy. No. Wow. No, and the thing is, is I was born in Buffalo, but I was shipped out to New Jersey, raised in New Jersey till I was 21, and then I lived in uh, Florida for 18. Wow. And came back to right where can, I started from. Can you just give me one, <laughs> b before you continue, can you give me just a don't you know, just a big don't you know? Don't you know? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm sorry. Go ahead. What's on your mind? Oh, that's all right. Listen, um, I never liked Brady either. Uh, and but I got another take on the thing. Go ahead. Because wouldn't it be a great way? I think he might be good at it. Because wouldn't it be a great way that he could just because when he's playing football, he's got to be somewhat professional. He right. can't say what's on his mind. Right. Now with comic, he can, and he can say anything to all the haters that hated on him and call it comedy. Yeah, I, I guess he could use it as an outlet. I, I would like if he just made really insulting jokes about Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft. Like, I would find that funny. Like, if he went scorched earth on the NFL, and it doesn't just have to be Bill and Bob. Well, it could be everybody in the NFL. Make, make Eli Manning jokes. Make Peyton Manning jokes. If make... he does three minutes of Orchids of Asia material, then oh, he won't. <laughs> he should, though. <laughs> now that, that, if he, that would kill. If he goes uncensored. Yeah. Sign me up. Yeah, exactly. The the other problem is, and I and I don't mean to stereotype, but most successful comedians have like this dark kind of sadness about them. Oh, for sure. And they use that sadness for good to make other people laugh. Does Tom Brady have any kind of dark sadness? Well, that's unfair to say he doesn't. No, I mean, maybe he doesn't. I he apologize did go through if he divorce, does. and I'm sure this year what so uh, to quote you. Millions of Americans go through divorces no, is, every year. No, no. It is a big boo-hoo. You downplayed it. It is a big boo-hoo. Oh, okay. But it doesn't mean internally he can't feel that way. I just don't care. <laughs> I got you. That's the way I feel. I think if Tom Brady goes X-rated and goes, like, vicious around the NFL, like, I mean, I, there's a chance I laugh. Here's the thing, though, Evan. We would all laugh at that. 
Tom Brady, though, can't come out swinging in comedy with NFL materials. It's going to think that's all he's got. Oh, yeah, yeah. You don't want to prove to be a one-trick pony. Yeah. You've got to show that Tom Brady can do observational humor, too. <laughs> you know, I'm serious. You know, I went on my private plane the other day, and you just, you can't make it up. Have you seen these self-checkouts? What about the price of eggs? Like, I need some of that stuff from Brady. <laughs> yeah, that's how he can relate to the people. Yes. Uh, let's go to John in Smithtown, New York. Hello, John. How you doing? I have to comment on this Jeff fan. Yes. That called up and said he'd rather go 0 and 17 to get Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Which is not a role model. You haven't won any since 1969. You need to do something. You know what I'm saying? Of course. But why is Derek Carr I not mean, doing something? But I'm just saying, like, I'm a diehard Giant fan, okay? If I would have known what kind of man Lawrence Taylor would have turned out to be. I still would have wanted the Giants. Right, I was going to say, that's always them. that's always the easiest. the role model. Of course, it's always the easiest example to go back to because. <laughs> role model, I mean, my daughter Taylor is a Giant fan. She's like three. And that's that's up to you and your wife, okay? I understand that. Well, I, don't fair, I don't think my wife's aware of the background. Well, what have you told her? Great linebacker. No, what have you told her the background? Great linebacker. No, what if you told her. Oh, that she the, might rethink. You think so? Is yeah. it too late to rethink? No. How old is Taylor? Taylor is three. Yeah, I think it's too late. Yeah, no, we're in. I mean, exactly. I think it's over. We're in. I think she's in. That's why, and it's not to say that in an ideal world, you wouldn't want to have every player on your team not only be this great charitable human, but you would want every person on your team drafted. It's like the old thing with the Mets and the Yankees, of course. You'd love to have a complete homegrown team. That'd be fantastic. It'd be great if Gary Sanchez was still your catcher. It'd be amazing. But he's not for a reason. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you have to eventually say, hey, I got to go out and win. And it's not always going to be in the most perfect situation. Sometimes you've got to get guys that A, you may not love, or B, that you consider a mercenary to win you a championship. I know, by the way, if we didn't have free agency and player movement like that, a lot of people would be complaining that all you have is the players you draft to. I know. It's easier to say that now. Yeah. But I think when people say that, whether it's about the Yankees or the Mets or the Knicks or the Nets or whatever team you say that about, it's in an ideal world. Like, yeah, in an ideal world, you would love for everything to be so natural and perfect, and I drafted this guy, and I watched him develop, sure, but that's not normally how things go. The ideal world is a parade, and Mark Messier gave us one of those in this city, and he was the furthest thing from homegrown a star we've ever had. You're right. You're right. There are a couple of rule changes the NFL's thinking about it. We'll get into that coming up. 877-337-6666. WFAN, WFAN-FM, and WFAN.com. mentioned earlier that Tom Brady is thinking about starting a stand-up career. I noticed that Giannis Antetokounmpo is also starting a stand-up career. And his act last night on The Daily Show was, let me make fun of current NBA players, which is a nice way to start. Uh, let's get it started. So first, he took a shot at the reigning MVP, Nikola Jokic. Joker, how are you going to make it through the finals where you look like you can barely make it through a Burger King drive-thru? <laughs> <laughs> it's one not to, bad. One to ten, what do you give uh, Giannis for that one? Uh, I'm a sucker for a fat joke as a fat guy, so that's, a, that's an eight and a half. That's an eight and a half? Yes. All right, then he decided to take a shot at our ex-lover. He decided to take a shot at Kevin Durant. You keep joining super teams to win the NBA title. How about how about we work out together sometime so I can teach you how to carry your own team? <laughs> hey, Giannis, not funny because here's the truth. If you didn't fall on Kyrie's ankle, you wouldn't have carried anybody to anything. 
Okay? So leave his name out your mother bleeping mouth. Was that the line? Leave yeah. his name out your... Training day? No. Will Smith and Chris Rock. Oh, right. Why did I think that was Denzel and training day? <laughs> leave my wife's name, name at, right. out your bleeping mouth. What line was I thinking of from training day? I don't know what you were thinking about. By the way, scale of one to ten, that's a one and a half, and you're absolutely right. You know, Giannis seems to forget a couple things. That that season prior to him winning a finals, there were plenty of rumors out there in, in Buck World that he'd be looking to bolt in another year or two. They had to desperately trade for Drew Holiday just to keep him happy and show that they were committed to winning there. And you're right, if he doesn't fall on Kyrie, newsflash, nobody wants to hear this besides Net fans, they blew them out in, week, in game one. Yes. That was our shot. That was our parade Blew out in game one and game two and yeah. should have won game three. Instead, Bruce Brown's taking floaters in the final minute of the game. But here's the reality, and I don't know if I represent every NBA fan. That Tidely one in 2021 kind of got an asterisk next to it. I'm sorry. I it apologize. Does. Because if it wasn't for Harden's hamstring and it wasn't for Kyrie's ankle, Giannis, you ain't winning a damn thing. So go win another championship. And he may not be in Milwaukee right now either, by the way. Yeah, he would have played. He would have been a Nick. He would have been losing in the first round with the Knicks. Absolutely. Now, in fairness, actually, I'll give give you an opportunity. I'm going to leave it up to you. Do you want the context or should we just move on and just bury Giannis? Let's bury Giannis. (laughs) Well, is the context going to be that it was written for him? (laughs) I'm aware. He still could choose to read that on the paper or not. No, 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 no. I need to defend Giannis a little bit, and I, I have to admit. I watched the entire appearance on The Daily Show with, and I don't even know who that guy is. I know who that guy is. I don't know his name. He used to be a correspondent on The Daily Show. rotational fill-ins now, right? Is, is that, that what they're doing? doing? Yeah, because I think Noah's gone, right? Noah's gone. Right. And so I guess they must have rotational fill-ins with guys, because I knew his face. As soon as I saw the host, I was like, I, I kind of know that guy. Not personally, just from watching the show, because I used to be a big Daily Show guy. When Jon Stewart was there, I loved it. And I gave Noah like six months. Like, I hang very, I was loyal. Right. I was like, let me, let me check it out. Rooting for the uniform, as they like to speak. Yeah, Kevin. yeah, yeah. So I was checking it out, and then after six months, I said, I, it's just not funny. No offense, it yeah. doesn't work for me. You got to move on to Paw Patrol. Then. But when I, Dan, I'm all in on Paw right. Patrol. But when I saw Giannis was on, before I saw the clips, I said, let me watch this whole thing. And the first part was very nice. He was talking about charity. He was talking about the charity he has. He was talking about his family, how much he loves his family. And then the host is like, listen, man, let's start insulting NBA players. And he writes them all this material. And Giannis didn't want to read it. When Giannis read it, especially the Jokic one, he immediately says, I want to say to uh, Joker, I respect your game. You're great. You're fantastic. Did the same thing with Durant. They had something read for LeBron. He wouldn't read it. He's like, LeBron, you're the greatest of all time. Well, no, 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 no. Then you just answered it. We're not giving him a pass. He chose not to read the LeBron one? He didn't read the LeBron one. Well, then that means there was a little truth to what he said about Jokic and about Durant. Oh, really? So because he didn't read the LeBron one, and he Mm -hmm. did read the Durant one, that was his way of saying, you know what? I got a chance to make a Durant leadership joke, and I've got the cover of the fact that, well, it was written for me. What's fair is fair. Nobody's above anything there. If you're going to do it for everybody and then say afterwards how much you love him, then LeBron should be read on. He chose to read that line about Durant. His whole He owes his whole career to Kyrie Irving getting hurt in that Kevin Durant <laughs> series. And the Bucks do as well. A fraudulent. By the way, ironically mentioned LeBron and Giannis, two guys with asterisk titles. Yeah, damn right. Preach. I don't actually agree with you, but preach. All right, this is a debate that I think is worthy of sports talk radio at 440. Matt's in Pennsylvania. What's up, Matt? How you doing? I'm great. What's on your mind? I just want to say I'm in line with you uh, regarding the aliens. Thank you. And I figure 
if they're that technology more advanced than us, right? Yes. <laughs> if they want, if they want to take us out, they'd use biological or chemical or something like that. Just like we would do to like a cockroach or an ant, like. You don't kill them individually. You hit it with a spray or some kind of like. Yeah, they would take it. They would take us out immediately. That's my point. That's why I'm not afraid of these aliens. Because the truth is, if they wanted to wipe us out, we'd already be wiped out. We wouldn't even know we were being wiped out. So yeah. we agree. Exactly. Oh. I also, we, I thought we were going to argue about aliens. I'm disappointed. Are we but. assuming that aliens are like these gigantic things and that we're as small as roaches to them? Well, I think from a technological standpoint, maybe. But technologically. Technologically. Technologically, yes. What's the right word I'm looking for? No, technologically. Yeah, you're good. Technology-wise. Yes. Okay, how about that? Good for me. Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean chemical warfare. It just could mean their iPads are flatter than ours. Well, it also could mean they press a button and we just disappear. Like, I, their technology I mean, is so freaking is, advanced. That is really... what? Well, they just traveled 5,000 light years to get here. We can't physically do that. You're so gonna, if they did no. that, then obviously they have the technology to simply press a button and have Rosenberg just disappear. I disagree. How I do you know that their government and funding doesn't all go to space travel? Maybe it does, but what's, what's the point? The point is maybe that's where all their technology is invested. Yeah, but wait, hold on. If you're traveling 4,000 light years, just think about this. Physically, just if we years, did that, enough of the light years. No, it's light it. years. There's a difference. We're traveling light years. You have to move so freaking fast, faster than the speed of light. Our bodies would decompose. We'd be gone. We'd be dead. All right? But they could have invested only all of their resources into that and show up they got but no weapons. I we know the government structure of aliens now. I feel like it's used probably a dictatorship in the alien world. How do you know? Wow. Just... That's the most anti-American thing I've ever heard. So you're saying the way for societies to advance is to have a dictator? No, no, no. Wow. Have just... you watched an alien movie? Wow. Usually it's like That's a dictatorship. The they don't vote. Yeah. Can okay? I just say that? I watch, a lot of, I watch Cocaine Bear. All bears doing that? <laughs> it's possible that this has already happened. It's possible that the aliens have already taken us out. Remember, oh, talk, talk to me more. What do you mean? 65 million years ago, there was an asteroid that took out all the dinosaurs. Ah. You're going to tell me that aliens weren't behind that? Boy, I'm this is great. We want to do a podcast after the show about this? Absolutely. All right, good. We've saved you from any more alien We've just talk. explained how Rosenberg's still employed here. He is, in fact, an alien. <laughs> after the show, me, you, and Morash, if you're not done working, we'll talk aliens for two hours and we'll post it. In, in the meantime, Jim is in Elmont. What's up, Jim? Hello. Yeah, before I make my point, there's, there's so much going on in the world. Now I got to worry about an alien attack. You're right. I know. Crazy. Yike. I tend to think maybe it's more like ET. In the beginning, ET, the million ETs looking for flowers and plants. <laughs> I look a little like that than with your scenario. But the reason I called was on the Pat McAfee show, Jeff Patton was on. Yeah. And, and they brought up the, uh, who would sign Otani. Right. You know, they brought Mets. Yeah. Yankees. He says, Mets, Yankees, no. So on the panel, one of the Yankee fans starts uh, squawking. He says, you guys are the little sisters, meaning to the Mets. So he made that So statement. the Yankees are the little sisters to the Mets? That's what Jeff Passan, yeah. That's he what Jeff Passan said. Well, you know what, Jeff Passan, I, I, he's going up my ladder a little bit. Ev, can you just do me a quick... The Yankees are not the little sister to the Mets. Yeah. I, I, I apologize. I want to make that clear. Because... As excited as I am that Steve Cohen owns the team and has a lot of money to spend, and that's awesome. And I made this point last week, and you're a Yankee fan, so you more than right could challenge me on this because you seem to be an anti-Yankee Yankee fan. Like, you're very critical of the team, and I respect And yet that. I'm super excited right now. Are you? Well, that's great. I'm super excited. High expectations. The I think they're going to the World Series. That's fine. And this has nothing to do with that. The point I made to Sal Licata, who was a Met fan, is I said the New York Yankees have never missed out 
on a free agent they really, really wanted. Like, when they want somebody, they outbid everybody, whether it's Garrett Cole or it's CC Sabathia. They kept Aaron Judge, so we could say the Padres outbid them. Bottom line was, they kept him, right? Yeah. They Which, never, by the way, is the biggest difference between the Yankees and the Mets. The what? Mets didn't try to keep Jacob DeGrom. That's the right. difference. Not to get into the weeds on this, but they didn't. And I right. don't want to get into that debate again. I think it's obvious. The Mets made a decision. I disagree with it. They chose to let him go. When the Yankees want somebody, they keep somebody. So here's my long-winded point. If they are fully in, in, in on Shohei Otani, they may beat out the Mets. I don't know. I haven't seen how Steinbrenner lose and Brian Cashman lose when they really, really, really want somebody. I totally agree. And we, until we get that true bidding war of Yankees versus Mets, we will have no way of answering that. But by the way, nobody right now should be the little sister to anybody because guess what? We are all underachieving sucktitude until somebody goes and wins a World Series more recently. Well, yeah, I mean in the postseason. But the truth is the Mets and the Yankees are big bullies right now. They spend a lot of money. And they're playoff teams. Like, the expectations are that they're playoff teams. But you know what, Evan? They're the classic big bully that gets punched in the face and folds, and we saw it last year. Don't fold this year. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't want to lose in the first round. You don't want to get swept by the Astros and the ALCS. You didn't lose in the first round. You lost in the play. Okay. What are you trying to do? You're trying to poke me even more? I'm not trying to poke you. I'm just explaining how this works. No, I get it. I don't even think the Mets made the playoffs last year. Like, I look at the wild. I used to look at it this way with the wild card uh, game. The wild card series, I'm still digesting. But in the era of the wild card game, what I used to say 2016 for me, 2015 for you, was never made the playoffs. Wasn't really a playoff. Not just 2015, two years ago when you and McMonagle went up and jinxed the Yankees. And the Yankees, and you're right. Well, we didn't jinx We didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, I agree with you. So 2021 Yankees, I apologize for forgetting about that one. 15 Astros. (laughs) I'm sorry. My, My son just learned how to text. Which is great, because he's learning how to read and write. Yeah, well, he's learning how to read and write. So he uses uh, uh, his mom's tablet, and he texts me, and he wants to know, are you really recording a podcast about aliens? (laughs) (laughs) As somebody who's got to wake up for morning drive tomorrow, I am out. (laughs) Jed, if you're listening right now, I I thought about doing it, but instead, I'm going to go home and record it with you, all right? Oh, Me and not... you are going to record a podcast about aliens. Rosie, you got bumped. I'm Yet sorry. again, I get shafted. Unbelievable. I apologize. I By the way, Jet, that take. Jet, another guy who should make that uh, fan host draft over Rosenberg. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Luke in uh, Monmouth. What's going on, Luke? Hey, what's going on, guys? What's up? So, yeah, first of all, uh, ring number 28 is coming this season. They got to do it. And then uh, I was also I was wondering I'm I'm not a Jet fan I'm a Giant fan but I I have been listening all day I was thinking maybe instead of trading for Aaron Rodgers they can maybe trade up in the draft get a good rookie because I believe this rookie quarterback class is is pretty good um, but I was wondering what you guys think about that maybe get a get a, a rookie on on a rookie deal. So- Here's what I'd say, and then I think Morash will actually give you a better opinion. I'm going to give you my crazy Jet fan opinion, and then you doing national radio, probably studying the tape of all these college quarterbacks, can actually tell me, hey, this guy's a franchise quarterback, go get him. I don't care about that right now. At this point with where the Jets are, I don't want to play that game. Like, I don't want to play the game of, I love this kid on tape. He has a chance to be great. Let's go through the rookie learning period and see what happens. I think where this Jet roster is, with so many good, young, talented players not making a lot of money, I want a veteran quarterback. And so if it's not Aaron Rodgers, it's Derek Carr. 
If it's not Derek Carr, yeah, I would be more interested in going Ryan Tannehill or going Jimmy Garoppolo or going to that lower level of guys than kind of restarting the cycle of a young quarterback. I may get to the point in a few years in which I say, let's go young quarterback, but right now with where this roster is, it does not interest me at all. You also can't do that if you're Joe Douglas because Joe Douglas has something going for him that nearly every general manager in the NFL doesn't have, and that is completely whiffing on a top-five pick at quarterback and two years later still having a job, not even in question, and being allowed to go down that route again and trade up for another quarterback on the same rookie deal. Yeah, and... And the last thing he needs to do, by the way, is be wrong on trading up for a rookie quarterback and getting two cracks at that three years. And they're not going to do it. Like, I give Joe Douglas this. He's been very honest about veteran quarterback, veteran quarterback, veteran quarterback. They're going after a veteran quarterback. And I'm going to bring this up only because I think it's interesting and it's good information to have. I do not believe this is the end-all, be-all. So I want to preface that before I put the information out there. I'm not suggesting this is the reason you shouldn't trade up for a young quarterback. But let's go through the last five quarterbacks who a team traded up for in the top five and what they turned out to be. Think about those guys. Patrick Mahomes, not top five, so you leave him out. Right. You jump into the top five to get a quarterback. If you can't remember, I'll help you out. One is unknown, and that's Trey Lance. We don't know about Trey Lance. Absolutely. Let's put him aside. Mitchell Trubisky. was only one pick, moved up in the top five. Stinks, and you could have had Mahomes. Uh, Carson Wentz. See ya. Could have won an MVP in a Super Bowl, but career after that. RG3. I feel bad for RG3. I feel bad, but I mean, did it it work, Sean? It it didn't work. I hate to be blunt, did it work? But it didn't work because he sucked. It worked because the injury could Doesn't matter. Okay, it didn't work. Fair. Fine. If if a quarterback doesn't work, I'm not sitting here 10 years later feeling better that it was injury or it was talent. It could have worked. The, The track record of trading up, specifically into the top five, I admit has not been a good one. And you usually have to give up so much to do it. Right. And then you're taking a risk on a young quarterback who could, yeah, turn out to be Josh Allen, but could also turn out to be Zach Wilson. And none of these guys, and that includes Bryce Young, are slam dunks. None of them. Yeah, it doesn't feel that way. No. Well, Levis nodded as well. I, yeah, but honestly, the best guy with traits is probably Anthony Richardson. Yeah, Richardson, right. Out of the first right, right. And he could turn out to be the best right. one. That's the classic... Not that he will be Allen or Mahomes, but you bet on his traits more than the, what he's shown on tape. And I can't, and I don't think the Jets as a franchise are in position to do that right now. No. And, and maybe. But you had the team wearing Mike Evan white shirts, Evan. So did I. I was wearing it too. What's your point? The point is, now you're going to sell to that locker room? By the way, I know we told you a veteran's coming. We actually traded up. We got another rookie nah, coming you, through. You, you can't, can't sell it. it. And it doesn't give you the best chance to win. The other thing, and I haven't mentioned this yet, we haven't brought this up, now is a worthy time because it's related to this. Joe Douglas, besides talking about meeting Derek Carr this week at the Combine and talking about being interested in a veteran quarterback, continues to speak glowingly about Zach Wilson and glowingly about him being on this roster and him being a part of the future. And I admit that could just be talk. That could just be, hey, they're going to trade him to somebody for a fifth-round pick. Don't worry. But the more he says that, the more in the back of my mind I think, would they really let him be on this roster next year with the thought of him replacing Aaron Rodgers in two years? With the thoughts of him even replacing Derek Carr in two years? Because it doesn't make any sense on a lot of levels. It, it, It doesn't make any sense at all. And... I'm not sure if you've also had this take. I've heard BT have this take. And and I respect BT. It's actually nauseating. 
The idea that Zach Wilson's going to be rehabbed in the quarterback in two years if Rodgers is out of here because no, he's a I've never Rogers. said that. No. Okay, I wasn't sure. Don't put me in saying these kinds of BT things. BT has. That's fine. Yeah, he could have his opinion. Maybe that's the hope as a fan of feeling you didn't want to waste the pick. But financially, it just doesn't make any sense. Well, that's sense. the big you hit on a pro. The number if he had one a ten-year contract, fine. The number one thing that jumps out at me before talking about his talent or his football IQ or any of that is that doesn't make sense in today's NFL. You're not picking up his fifth-year option, right? And then you got to give him a new contract without him ever playing it down potentially. Yeah, what it do, what you do in keeping him? Let's say for this year, you rehab rehabilitate his image. I mean, Mitchell Trubisky you mentioned him a little while ago. He went up to Buffalo was a backup for a year. It didn't work out with Pittsburgh, but guess what? Pittsburgh paid him, hoping he could start all he year. He rehabbed him his, his image enough to get the opportunity to compete for a Spartan job. The best thing, the best thing for Joe Douglas right now, if he ever wants to get anything for Zach Wilson ahead of that final year of his rookie deal, let him sit for a year. Put out all this stuff that Rodgers has showed him the world, and you know, if suddenly you get a four fifth round pick, it's better than cutting him for nothing or losing him for nothing. And I think that's the goal of of having Zach Wilson on the roster this year. Yeah, but at this point, it's a sunk cost. You know, if you can only get a fifth-round pick back, just trade him for a fifth-round pick because he shouldn't be on the roster but to have him his image rehabbed. I don't think you could get rehabbed. that for him now, Evan. Whatever you get from it doesn't matter. He can't be on the roster. He can't be the backup quarterback because if something happened to Aaron Rodgers or Derek Hart, it doesn't even matter. You can't insert Zach Wilson as your quarterback. I don't know that Mike White is the backup. I don't think there's a single team in the NFL quarterback needy or not who's trading anything for Zach Wilson. Today. Now, I admit that because I had made this argument a lot, so... I'm certainly aware of it that Sam Darnold was more successful than Zach Wilson as a Jet. If you look at what Sam did here and what Zach did here, and Sam Darnold netted the Jets back, netted the Jets back, netted the Jets back a second-round pick. Yes. Now, Zach Wilson's not getting a second-round pick, I admit that, but there wouldn't be a team. Maybe it's San Francisco. I throw them out there only because of the injury questions around Mr. Irrelevant and the uncertainty around Trey Lance, and apparently they liked him a few years ago. They'd say, you know what? Ah, give you a fifth-round pick. Let's bring him into camp. Let's see what we got. I, I don't think the Niners are in the business of trading picks. Not even a fifth-round pick. No, I really don't believe that. I don't believe And I think that you will get that if you don't see Zach Wilson for a year and can sell a bunch of hocus-pocus about how much he's worked behind the scenes of Rodgers. Last year, I thought it was really important for the New York Giants to put in a competent backup quarterback. You didn't have that a year earlier and while looking at the way things turned out, it probably worked out for the best because Joe Judge was gone. Brian Dabo came in. But one of the biggest issues the Giants had is they didn't have a competent backup quarterback. And so you had yeah. Mike Lennon, the ugliest man in sports history, playing the position <laughs> and being awful. By the way, if you had a long neck, you would not be calling him the ugliest man in sports If history. I had a long neck? Yeah. I mean, I'd call myself the ugliest person in sports talk radio, I guess. I don't know. No, see, I think you'd be more appreciative of long necks and not be bashing him. Then. You think I'm bashing him because he has a long neck? I mean, you just talked about how much you love Luke Collins because he had red hair and you totally ignore the fact that he proposed to a manager's wife in the middle of a one-game playoff. He was in love with her. And what better romantic moment than a one-game playoff against the Mariners to propose to your manager's mom? Okay. Well, if Starling Marte does that versus the Padres this year, you let me know how you feel. Yes, when Starling proposes to Buck Showalter's mom, that's going to be quite a moment. (laughs) It's going to be an incredible moment. (laughs) No doubt about it. <laughs> Toll free numbers 877-337-6666. We'll get to some of the rules that NFL teams are suggesting that the competition committee look at and an NBA rule change that may be coming in the new CBA that actually makes me think they should go further with it. 
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovis. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. 
Toyota. Let's go places.